You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What is up? Welcome to this episode. So yes, if you clicked on this, you probably have an idea of what's in store. And you probably have seen all the hubbub around the slice of pie. If you didn't, really briefly, this is a collaboration that I did with Big Ear Pedals. And it is a fuzz pedal that is in an enclosure that looks exactly like a slice of pizza. I hope that I didn't overhype that for you. I was genuinely so excited for it and am still so excited about it. I, I'm holding it in my hand right now. I can't believe that it's can't believe it's finally here. I know it might have been cheesy to a lot of you, but this was a true passion project, and we worked on this for over 20 months. Grant and Karen and everyone involved poured so much into this thing, and it's it's finally here. So this isn't meant to be another big plug for it. This is more about explaining the process behind it and how something seemingly as simple as this is really, really, really hard to get right. And I, I have to say, I think Big Ear really were the only ones that could pull it off in such a perfect way. So I'm really excited with how it came out. I think you're going to enjoy this chat, and I think it will help clarify for those that maybe don't understand some of the complexities that go into something seemingly as simple as this. Um, it really is just, it's very difficult to bring something uh, unconventional to the market like this and to do it with such a degree of detail. So anyway, let's get right into the backstory of the slice of pie. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Wylan, and with me today, I have Karen and Grant from Big Ear Pedals, and we're going to talk about the thing that's been all over the internet for the last however many days. Not, math is hard. What It'd be like almost a week since, uh, since the Slice of Pie came out, and uh, we thought it would be fun to actually, because a lot of people see it and they're like, haha, that's funny. That's cool. And they don't realize how much work has went into this. So I thought it'd be fun to bring it, you guys on the, the podcast and we could actually talk about it from like the day you called me to now, because it has been a whirlwind. So let's do yeah. this thing. <laughs> well, hello, Blake. <laughs> hello, Blake. Hello. <laughs> hello. All right. It's good to see you guys. Uh, I've been talking to you guys a lot and enjoying every second of it. So, you know, well, now we might as well record some of it. Why not? Same. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if, if all the listeners of the podcast, if you don't know Grant and Karen, they've been on twice. Go back and listen to their episodes. Uh, if you don't know what the Slice of Pie is, just Google Slice of Pie guitar pedal and you will have a whole wonderland of videos. But I'm guessing if you listen to this show, you probably are aware of both of those things. So we're just going to start with that in mind. And we're going to start with uh, the day you called me, Grant, because it was about five minutes, I think, after you had the idea. And then we've just kind of been on this journey ever since. So uh, tell the people your side of the story. 
All right. So, uh, early on in the pandemic, um, Karen started hand painting petals and this is something that she had brought up wanting to do in the past and it just didn't totally make sense for us. And, you know, I just didn't think that was really our thing. Um, and there's a million and one other things to do, you know, uh, to run a business and totally. whatever. And it just wasn't like priority. But then with the pandemic, it was like, well, I guess we're not going anywhere for a while. And, uh, there was, you know, more free time. So it seemed like reasonable that Karen said like, you know, let's, I mean, maybe it makes sense. I should start painting pedals now. I got all this time I'm sitting here. So we got a bunch of supplies and she'd been painting her whole life. Um, but just not painting pedals. So, right. It's like a different kind of paint, I guess. I don't know anything about that stuff. Uh, it's enamel paint, which smells. It's like the um, the paint that they use to do toy model cars and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're like, they come in teeny tiny bottles. Uh, and they're really fun to paint with. They're very similar to acrylic. And um, though, at, though they're a little bit more watery than that. Uh, it's not really important, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I actually have uh, the the first uh, pineapple and Canadian bacon pizza that you. That I think it's the only one that you did, but uh, Scott Hamilton from the Effects Loop commissioned that for for me from you guys. Yeah. And then it's kind of this weird, like, so I yeah yeah. So basically, <laughs> when Karen started painting the pedals. I just thought like, well, you know, if this is a thing that we're going to offer, uh, you know, on the website or something that we need to have a couple exa examples of different kinds of things that you can paint. So she did like, you know, some animal portraits and then some fun, uh, like quirky things like little sunglasses and like, and then like, um, some kind of abstract stuff, psychedelic looking stuff. And then, uh, she did, uh, a pepperoni pizza because, mm -hmm. Who doesn't love pepperoni pizza? And right. um, and she painted this thing. And as she's painting this thing, I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool to make a pizza that looks like that, but that's in the shape of a slice of pizza? <laughs> and then, like maybe mm -hmm. like a minute or two after that, I'm like pulling out like scrap paper and 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 and, an and a, like a, a 125B, which is a standard like low for Albi that we make that size enclosure. And I kind of took a little measurements and made a like pretty rough sketch, which really honestly is what it really ended up looking like. It maybe is like a, a one or two degrees wider because Jesse had to make, cause the, I wanted to make sure that when we had these enclosures, we could make an entire pie out of them. Yeah. And my initial drawing, I didn't really take into consideration that geometry. So, um, sketched it up and then probably two or three minutes later after that, I mean, Karen and I talked about it and then, I called you I was like, is this a crazy idea? Do you want to do this with us? Cause we can't, the thing is, is that you can't do a pizza pedal and not in include the tone mob, you know? <laughs> well, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. You called me. You're like, is this a crazy idea? I'm like, yeah, it is, but it's a good one. It yeah. just crazy. It doesn't necessarily mean bad. You know, I was like, yeah, a hundred percent. We have to do this. Um, and it's funny just cause like, you know, it's been, in process for so long. And I've been talking about it with my friends and family and stuff. And so like my grandma and like people who have no idea really what even guitar pedals do. She's like, how did the pizza pedal launch go? Like, what's going, like they wanted to know, like, what did, what happened with the slice of pie? 
Um, and so it was a, it was a fun thing, kind of like my my whole like circle of family like that doesn't play was just like all about it. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I've been showing them like progress pics and things over time, and uh, my kids were, you know, ah oh, yes, today's the day, <laughs> slice of pie. Like Rocky's <laughs> two and a half. And he's like, slice of pie, like slice of pie. He's he's so excited. And so like, I don't know, the unboxing video I did was a little bit different than the other people on YouTube because I knew what was in it. I knew everything that was coming. But like, that was my really true first time seeing it all together. And so like somebody commented, they're like, it's so, it's so fun to see how happy you are. <laughs> As I was so stoked, I was like, "It's here! Yeah. It's here!" I was like, "Don't get, don't get teary." Oh. But like, it, I think it, I think it seems like to some people, they're like, "Okay, this is kind of schlocky and weird and and whatever." But like, it's been such a labor of love. Oh it's yeah, so yeah. much time. Twenty, 20 months. Yeah, twenty months, and it's not an easy thing to do. Like the custom enclosure alone is not an easy thing to do. There were several iterations of that with different, you know, bends and ways it worked and, you know, trying to make it, uh, and before we, before we even got criteria. to that stage, we had like several, uh, several calls and meetings with, uh, Jesse Rue from Rude Tech in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And yeah. cause he did the, uh, 3d modeling, I guess. I don't know really what you call it, but, and kept sending us images and just like, uh, do you want the bottom plate to look like this or like this? That would change where the screw placement is on the sides. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if we have it fold here and maybe do it all on a tab, that might save money in the end. Because uh, doing something like this is much more expensive than uh, making or than just buying a standard. You know, everyone else uses enclosure uh, and then having it drilled and powder coated. Uh, it's like so quadruple, isn't it? Basically. It's almost quadruple the price. So yeah, we had to. Mm -hmm think of all these little things that you know, it's like this, this might bring down the cost a little bit. This might bring down the cost a little bit. And, uh, while still making it awesome and not really like cutting any corners. So, um, just mm -hmm. different construction styles and things. Um, uh, I think initially the back corners had like two folds and then, uh, Hamilton, uh, the company that made this in California, uh, they hit Jesse up and they're like, Oh, well, we're going to weld them. And they'll be welded and, and ground down. So you don't need to do that additional fold because it's just going to be connected with liquid metal. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so there's no reason for that. So like stuff like that, like just little things. Um, and so that took quite some time. Uh, and then honestly, the, the powder coating and the printing took quite some time as well. Uh, we originally were going to have multiple uh, types of powder coat for the back, the back plate, the top side and the face, uh, mm -hmm. because we wanted it to look crusty on the back. And so we were exploring using some vein powder coats, which is like a crackle finish, like, like a lot of vintage fuzzes you'll see. And, um, we couldn't find a color that was Brown that kind of had that look. And so we, you know, we worked with Jacob Adams from F5 metalworks on this and he hit us up and he said, I, I think, it would be best if we just printed on the top side where the jacks are, which I was like, how's that even possible? Cause it's a triangle. Like you can't, uh, stand it on its end. And he, so he said, well, we're going to just see and see out some fixtures that they'll just sit right in and then we'll lower the print bed and print the, the, the jack side. And so the face is printed the, the, the 
top side is printed and the bottom side is printed to look like a, a slice of the, the bottom of a slice of pizza. So it's printed all the way around three sides. Mm -hmm. And it's just a very, uh, you know, complex thing that took like every step was a lot of, uh, you know, experimentation and figuring it out. And, and the, definitely the prototype that we sent to you, the first actual visual, you know, the one that actually had, uh, you know, printing on it and looked like a slice of pizza yeah. mm -hmm. is quite different than what it ended up being, you know? Definitely. Like that was when we were still experimenting with the, the powders on the crust, I believe. Yeah. I don't even think we were to the printing stage then. And then even after that was established that that was going to work, there was still the issue of the print line, which was not that visible, but still like you could kind of, if you were looking, you know, and then genius solution of who come up with the, uh, the solution for that. Was that Jacob or did you oh, guys think about Grant. that? He that was Grant. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> so, so where the top, uh, with the, you know, the face of the pedal meets the, the, the backside of the pedal where the jacks are, mm -hmm. uh, it had to wrap around. And so yeah. the print, he would print, I believe the jack side first and then print the top and the kind of, and just go a little bit over the edge. And so that, that ink would kind of drop down cause it's a UV printer. Uh, and so it kind of would blend in the two, but when that happened, the end of the graphic was flat. So I thought, what if the end of the graphic was just all jagged and just kind of like crazy, like uh, uh, chaos, basically, kind of just yeah. like a noise thing. And that way, the crust itself has like little, you know, inconsistencies all throughout, little specks and little uh, bubbles and uh, some flour and various things, you know. Uh, so that yeah. way you wouldn't notice it because it would just blend into that texture of the crust and you don't notice it. No, you can't. Like, yeah, you like I'm looking. I was looking for it. I'm like, no. Nah. But she had to cut it out. So she did the, it doesn't matter. It was a good idea, but it, uh, uh, it was executed incredibly. It was. Everything, <laughs> the whole concept, I'm still, I'm holding it for the listeners who who can't see this, but I'm sitting here holding it and I'm, I still can't believe, it makes me hungry. I know that it's not a real piece of pizza, <laughs> but I like genuinely see it. And I'm like, man, that, that looks good. Like that looks yeah. really good. And that was some of the criticism I, I saw. I, we, we knew we were, there was going to be some crusty people. Ha ha. Uh, there. Uh, uh, that weren't going to, that weren't going to find it funny or appreciate how much work goes into it. Uh, and that's fine. It's not for everybody, but um, that was one of, I, we talked about it yesterday. Some people were saying like, ew, that looks gross. I'm like, are you telling me that pizza looks gross? Cause it, that is a photo of a piece of pizza. And if you think that, that that looks gross, that means you must not like pizza, which is, you're not somebody that I can really associate with, I think, yeah. comfortably, I don't think. That's not good. Like, I don't, not, I don't good. understand. And it's, and it's some, <laughs> of the best, uh, some of the best looking pizza in Nashville, as far as I'm concerned, because having lived in New York for as long as we did, we've seen a lot of pizza. Well, we've they're from New York. The well, NY Pie they are, people they are, I are think from New York. They're from like upstate New York, but still that counts, I think. They're, they can say they're New Yorkers. Um, they have accents. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I, I actually, the thing is, NY Pie is one of our favorite places anyway. We, we, we go there often. We get their pizza often. And, um, but for this project, we needed a really good looking uh, slice of pizza that was, you know, the, the kind of like the standard for what you would expect a good slice of pizza to be. I mean, obviously in Nashville, you can, or anywhere around the country, there's a lot of different slices that might be decorated this way or that way, or have special ingredients and very fancy stuff, but we didn't want anything like that. We just wanted like what you think of in your head, 
Like, what are the turtles holding? Like, what? It's just like yep, a exactly. just a generic triangle with. Yeah. What know, do you get at pepperoni. two brothers? <laughs> yeah. So, so we kind of we looked around and, like I said, even though NYPI is our favorite spot, I wanted to make sure that you know I knew their pizza looked good, and and so we started just like ordering random you know pizzas, and trying places we've never tried before, and ended up kind of being a little disappointed in, in some of those, uh, some of those occurrences there, and. Mm-hmm. After a period of time, I just thought like, man, we're just going to, we just keep ordering these like, uh, not very delicious pizzas to, to experiment. And so I, then I realized you can go to Yelp and you can look at customer photos from, you know, cause obviously the photos that the, the places take are like the best version of whatever, but you can, you can go to Yelp and see people's, uh, uploaded, uh, you know, photo photographs of their, the pizza that they actually got when they visited. Right. So I, right. I started doing that and, um, my buddy, uh, my buddy, Andrew and I were looking through these things. And then I just, I was like, man, look, I was like, go, let's go look at NYP, NYPI and the pictures. Cause I, I knew what they looked like. And so he looked at the pictures. He's like, yeah, that's, that's the best looking slice. <laughs> so it just, just so happened that we went with them and, uh, Andrew went and picked up a pizza and, uh, we, I wanted to take the photo outside because I just figured mm-hmm. it would be the easiest. I don't want to deal with trying to light this a pizza and get it to look. It's too big to fit in the um, our light box. Our light box, and also it would just yeah. get greasy and gross. Yeah, make a mess. So we did it outside and sat it on the back uh, table. And I thought if it was just bit even lighting, you know, good time of the day. And also, I kind of wanted everything. I wanted the like the the grease to be kind of glowing and the and everything to have like you know what I mean, like the. Um, the pepperonis to look a little more three dimensional. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Fresh and, and not stale. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I had everything set up. He brought the pizza. And then as soon as he brings the pizza, the, the clouds oh, it cover started to rain and a starts to rain. <laughs> uh. And so we got to cover up the pizza and wait and, you know, take the camera off the tripod. And, um, you also want to eat the pizza. Yeah. And so everybody wanted like, to eat uh, it. Well, it yeah. was a pepperoni pizza. I don't eat meat. So, uh, they wanted to eat it. And, and I'm like, oh man. And uh, it's I'm like, just, just wait. Like Nashville's really weird. Like you wait like literally 20 minutes and it's gonna be a whole new, whole new weather. And so we did. We waited 20 minutes and the sun came back out and we got some photos. And then Karen actually ate the slice that is oh, yeah, depicted on the pedal. And I have Hell a yeah, picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I have a photo of her eating it. And I think I shared I it. I don't know the- why that. That makes me so happy for some yeah. reason. Like I, when you when you sent me the picture of her eating it, I was like, "That's just that's just right. That's yeah. just that, that's just that's just how it should be." So that the, was after awesome. like three hours of waiting to eat. That piece. No, it was like an hour. <laughs> it the felt ghost, so long. So the ghost of Karen's lunch is now on this pizza slice. That's disgusting. Yes. <laughs> All around the- <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, that's not. That's not gross. It's the. It's not the ghost. It's the memory. The memory, the memory yeah. of the lunch. Yeah, and it, it is now going to be on like hundreds, potentially thousands of pedal boards uh, all over the world. So you know, that's a. Uh, what better honor could be bestowed upon a slice of pizza? Like you know, it's been immortalized. It's funny because when we decided that, so we took the the picture of the top, and then we took the picture of the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then when we decided, when Jacob called us and, and said we could print print the back, we realized, oh, we don't have a picture of the crust from that angle. Right. 
So of course we had to get another NYPI, you know, <laughs> it was a good, good hey. problem to have and, yeah. uh, set up the camera and, uh, that, that photo we shot inside because it was dark and it was, uh, that was easy just to light the crust or whatever. But yeah, we wanted to get the whole pie as well when we did the first shot, because we did include a pin, uh, or I guess some people call it a badge. I don't know, a button, mm -hmm. whatever. I don't know. Um, and we wanted to just make a pizza pin that was, yeah. Didn't say anything about bigger or tone mob. It's just a pizza. Cause who's, I mean, you know, everybody's going to wear that. Yeah, totally. And it is so many, like there are so many nights of like, uh, not necessarily just nights, but like, I remember nights of like, where we're like, just trying to figure out like just the right thing. Like, what are we going to say in the trailer? Like you, you guys wrote the whole script and then you called me and you're like, there's one thing that we can't figure out. And we just spent like an hour trying to figure out one word one word i think it was like two <laughs> <word>. <laughs> yeah but we figured it out and so that's like that's the underrated part about collaboration um and this is like kind of a broader business thing that uh scott marcourt from string giant string joy and i have talked about with other business owners is um sometimes just having another person there is valuable just so decisions can get made you know and Sometimes just literally talking through it. Like, this is the problem I'm having. And it's like, you, neither of you might know the answer. But like, as your guys, as you two, your brains work together, almost like quantum, like du yeah. dual computers, you know? Like, it's all of a sudden like, okay, there it is. There's the answer. Sometimes the, the power in collaboration or working with a partner on something is simply your ability to make decisions increases. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I think also... <laughs> Maybe even you could say good decisions because mm -hmm. in my opinion, if you have one person that decides something and thinks something and feels a certain way, that's just one person's opinion. That's just how one person feels and how one person thinks that's mm -hmm. their taste. You know, that's, that's a, a reflection of who they are and their life experiences. But as soon as you have a second person and they also agree, this is good. I like this. This right. appeals to me. This is something that excites me. And then you have a third person and that third person says, yeah, this is good. I like this. This appeals to me. And we're all three different people. I feel like that, that just means you're going to have something stronger yeah, because it, you know, definitely. like you're, you, you're, you're kind of rounding it out and making sure that like more people may enjoy this thing. Well, and, and that definitely happened with the circuit. There were people, at least I think to my understanding, there were people that that tested the circuit that didn't know what it was going to be necessarily. Um, yes. And, and uh, so by the time it got to me, it was really down to just a couple parts that we were deciding between, you know, and I trusted everybody that I knew had been involved in the process. Like you guys together formed the, like once the circuit design and layout was like dialed in, you guys sat down together and tuned it. Yeah. And then you had a bunch of, people I trust from the Nashville area lend their ears to it as well. So by the time it got to me, it was like, it was just like deciding between two good things. Yeah. You know, it was like, these are both good options. Well, and you also which, told me which way do we want to go? You know, you, you told me going into it, what you wanted it to, to be. And I knew what I wanted it to be. And it just so happened. We kind of wanted the same things out of that circuit. So yeah. we kind of made that. And I knew you were going to, I knew it was going to work for you because it was all the things we had discussed doing. It was a different type of circuit or variation of that circuit, uh, just because mm -hmm. we did have a hard time getting the first one to work right and sound good. So, um, so. Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, 
Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, go you know ahead. something funny? Um, I don't know if he's told you this. I don't know if he even knows. He has to know. But uh, Diaz, you know Jonathan Diaz uh, from the uh, effects loop? Yeah, that, that's actually what I was referring to. I, he tested it without knowing what it was. Well, he, that right? without even being in the same room as it. He stood okay. at the back door of uh, the back of our house. He stood at the back door and listened to loops through <laughs> the pedal from across the room. And also, and I think that's a, that's a, a, a valuable way to hear a pedal as well, because let's say you're, I mean, a lot of bands that I was in growing up, the guitar was not mic'd. When you play right. at small bars, small clubs, um, the amp is just on the floor, maybe on your amp stand, maybe on a chair, right? And right. so, yeah, it sounds good uh, when you're like right in front of it, when you're uh, prototyping these things, you have a, you generally probably have an amp on the table and it's like right near your ears so you can really hear right. But like you might be at a venue and you might be hearing that guitar 10 feet away eight feet away. Maybe mm -hmm. you're in the front row and you're hearing it. You're 15 feet away. So kind of has to sound good everywhere. Right. So I, 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 I kind of tried different, uh, parts and, and had him give his opinion, uh, from across the room. And it was just kind of like simple. It was like <laughs> one or two. Okay, cool. Okay. And then now this, this setting one or two. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And then I did the same thing with AWOL, uh, from AWOL pedals and they mm -hmm. both pretty much agreed on every single test, but one. So at that point, yeah. I was like, okay, it's like, we're getting somewhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, yeah, we're really on it. And I mean, every, that's, everyone that's else, awesome. Everyone else said the same thing, too, uh, that we had uh, had play it. Well, and these are these are all people uh, that have, so for the listeners who don't know, Jonathan Diaz is also from the aforementioned FX Loop podcast, and he's been a part of the, like, podcast gear communities. He's the one who created Cardboard Blake and took him to Nam. Like, he's... He's in deep with all this stuff. Uh, he actually uh, took over the you know tone Diaz. mob. I didn't even think about the cardboard Blake angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did that, and he took over the tone mob Instagram uh, when he did that. Um, so like, yeah, he's he's in deep with the with the mobbery. Um, <laughs> but all these people that were involved were people that um, have had a lot of experience with effects, not necessarily building them or marketing them or doing any of that stuff even though some of them were. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's people who are all obsessed with this stuff and have played hundreds of different pedals and hundreds of different guitars and know what their ear likes. And so it was, I was like, I knew when it was coming, like I've had prototypes sent to me before that's, you know, hasn't been so thoroughly vetted because it's just one person and it takes more back and forth. This was just like, like one or two evenings. It was like, Yep, this is what we're, this is what we should do. And it was like cool. Off to the races. Let's, let's order boards. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach from Mythos Pedals uh, is incredible. So he's mm -hmm. like a, he's he's helped us with designs, and he's really an excellent excellent guy. Uh, great ear. Um, yes. Really meticulous. Lovely fellow. Lovely fellow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Did, uh, old chap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um, I, I was just going off topic, but did Grant ever tell you that he like does English accents? And one time he had his voicemail uh, <laughs> as a British guy because uh, his band. <laughs> well, there was a reason. It wasn't. Well, just... his his band didn't. Ha well, he would call 
around to different places. Early, to- early on <laughs> when, we, when we just started. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, what was his name? Sebastian? Bastion Simone. Bastion so, Simone. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> early 2000s, nobody's booking a band that just calls and says, hey, can you book my band? But when they get a phone call from an English guy named Bastion Simone that's representing a young band from central Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. they're more likely to take it seriously. And they did. And I booked <laughs> us a bunch of shows and I had many email exchanges as Bastion Simone, and I changed my voicemail <laughs> to an English accent. I didn't say my name in the email or in, in the in the voicemail. I just said you've reached this number in in, in my voice, obviously. So had I left a voicemail with somebody, uh, you know, uh, at a club that was booking shows, or had I talked to them and they had to call me back, they would get that voicemail and not not think anything of it. Whereas my friends that knew me, they would get that voicemail and they wouldn't think anything of it because they're like, yeah, Grant's a weirdo. Like, of course, his voicemail is an English voice. But the best, the best part is I picked the name Bastion Simone because his initials were BS. And I thought that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I, if, if it's doable, I would like now, I feel like we can't, we can't proceed further with this podcast until we meet Bastion. We meet Bastion real quick. Could 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 he come out of retirement momentarily? <laughs> I'm 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 far too shy nowadays. Oh man, the listeners are gonna The thing be is, is that honestly, maybe in the Patreon only episode. Maybe. Okay. Oh, see, there you go. There's another reason. There's another reason to join up the Patreon. You guys gotta give like money to hear me do this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so back to the pedal. Sorry. <laughs> back to the pedals. That was that was a worthy tangent. Oh, oh my god, very wait, hear tangent. this out. On that same okay. uh that, that same thought, mm-hmm. it worked. People might think I'm a dickhead after this. Um <laughs> my friends were in a band called Hymns, and they were Daniel Johnston's backing band for I think a couple tours. Okay. And uh they were playing South by Southwest uh, one of the years that my band was there and we wanted to go to the show, but we got there a little late. And at that point, I mean, it was like, you know, Daniel Johnson and like, it was just like nobody could get in. And um, I just thought, okay, Jeremy play along. My friend Jeremy was with me. I said, play along. And I went up there and I'm, I was probably wearing a blazer or something and sunglasses, you know, and I just threw it on and I was bashing Simone for the moment. And I was offended that they didn't have their list right because we were on the list and we worked with this band and we were supposed to be at this show and now they're on stage and how am I supposed to get in touch with anybody? This is ridiculous. Uh, I know South by Southwest <laughs> is only three or four days, but you guys can't get together for three or four days. And the guy like starts walkie talking and he's like, I'm so sorry, hold on. And walkie talkies. And then he, he says, okay, um, just walk around back. They're going to let you in because they couldn't let us in the front because they're sitting there telling everybody else, Hey, we're at capacity. No one can come in. So they, right. they said, walk around back. We walked around back. As soon as we made it like probably 10 feet away, they like started opening the doors. They like knew right who we were and let us in. And then <laughs> with that same confidence, we just walked right up to the side of the stage and then watched. And it was, it was incredible. And the, the thing is, I was telling Karen about this. If you don't know who Daniel Johnson is, uh, he is, uh, well, he's passed away now, but he was a, uh, very delicate, uh, individual and he has had his whole life struggled with various mental illnesses. And so, and uh, uh, I believe, you know, he's schizophrenic and uh, just many, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And so mm-hmm. he 
the, the audience was aware of this, obviously, because they know who he is and they love this guy. And it, I mean, they, nobody made a peep because they know that like, he can't Whoa. like, the, like out of respect for the artist, nobody made a sound in between songs. It was just silent. It was, it was beautiful. I'd never experienced a show like that. It was, it was really, really, really wild. Like people actually respecting the person on stage, you know, because they know that it could be detrimental to them and their, their, their mental health if they were too loud or, or talking or not paying attention or just who knows what. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody that was there also like had like very serious love for this guy. So it was, it was a beautiful show. So I'm glad that I <laughs> you pull, pulled some BS. Some Bastion <laughs> pulled some BS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. I mean, if you do anything with enough confidence, people will believe you, especially in America with a British accent. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm much more inclined to believe a British man telling me off than I am a regular American. That I don't know if that makes any ounce of sense. Unless his name is Richard Oliver and he's on the Chasing Tone podcast. With me. <laughs> then he can go fly a kite. But uh, um, <laughs> I love you, Richard. I'm just kidding. I'll let you tell me off anytime. Uh, yeah, so back to the pedal. Where did we leave off? I love, these, I love these tangents. Yeah, slice of pie. So it 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 doesn't end with the details on the pedal. Like, obviously, that was excruciatingly, like, gone over. But it's everything, right? The box. Like, the the whole vibe of the box, as soon as you pull that out, you're like, what, what is this? I mean, you, people can go back and watch the YouTubers' reactions who didn't know what it was, and it's just like, this is, this is something nobody saw it coming. <laughs> and in fact, when I shared the reaction video with... Uh, some of the members of the Tone Mob family, which is kind of a Patreon thing before it was Patreon. Um, we have a we have a Facebook Messenger thread where we we all still hang out and nerd out. But um, they they all saw the reaction video and they were like, "There's so many different people with such v- wildly different tastes and wildly different backgrounds, all reacting like the same way." <laughs> <laughs> and and I kind of dropped a hint without saying anything. I was like, it's almost like it has universal appeal. <laughs> and <laughs> and nobody nobody saw it coming. I think that's what's fu- so funny about all of this is that the amount that we've talked about pizza the, as pizza centric as this show is, nobody saw this coming at all. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that is a beautiful thing. Well, <laughs> over over the years, uh, Big Ear also has been. You're very, obsessed with pizza. Very pro pizza. Obsessed. Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, you eat it. Breakfast, I'm, lunch, dinner. Well, not late anymore. Night I've, snack. I've been being healthy, but for the past week, it was pizza week, and I had to eat it every day for every meal, and that's just all there is to it. Don't tell me anything otherwise. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so the pizza eggs is not okay. Pizza breakfast pizza put some, put put some eggs in the crust. I don't know. We were talking about that, Blake. I think it's still a good idea. I haven't tried it yet, but on Friday, I, I guarantee just, you, it's a good idea. <laughs> I guarantee you. Uh, yeah, I sign off on that hundred yeah. percent. But uh, mm-hmm. so. I obviously love pizza. We lived in New York City. I ate pizza every single day. Whenever every I was before day. I was uh, uh, before I had met Karen, I was just some uh, you know dirty band dude that didn't really have a lot of money. And so there's a place in New York. Well, there's many of them. It's like a chain, but Two Bros Pizza. And mm-hmm. I survived off of Two Bros Pizza and this falafel spot down on St. Mark's called Cheeps, which isn't there anymore. Uh, but Cheeps had like a two or 
$3 falafel. Cheeps was right next to the Belgian uh, fries place. Yeah. uh, Mm. In the village. Yeah. Those were so Mm -hmm. good too. But uh, I would get cheeps because it was like, you know, two or three bucks for a falafel and then all like as many you know, pickles and carrots and whatever the, you know, cabbage and vegetables that you could throw in there. Right. So being a broke, uh, young musician in New York city, that was a great thing for me because I generally ate pizza from two bros because it was like two fifty for two slices and a Pepsi. Right. So that mm-hmm. was my go-to, but sometimes I'd feel like, all right, I've had pizza for the last like 37 meals. I should probably walk down to St. Mark's and get a, a falafel. Cause at least there's some green in there. So, um, <laughs> so those two places kept me alive and, uh, two bros, honestly, it's some good pizza, man. Like it's like it's it's dollar slices, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. If you just get a single slice, it's a dollar for a single slice, and two fifty for two slices and a cola. Uh, and I loved it, right? So that was my thing. Then we moved to uh, eventually, you know, uh, started dating Karen, and then we moved in together and moved, and then ultimately moved to Brooklyn, where I lived, where we lived next to Nina's Pizzeria. Rest in peace. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, as you know, I mean, I tried to get you to go there many times when you were in New York. <laughs> Sadly, it never happened. Uh, it just never worked out. Bummed about so it. So you'll never, you'll never experience those delicious garlic knots and that Sicilian pizza that rocked my world and probably made me gain sixty pounds. But um, so yeah, so like I obviously love pizza. I share things about pizza all the time. Pizza, guitars, pizza, just everything that I see that's pizza. Related. Totally. And and as do you. And so I'm kind of shocked people didn't notice it. Uh, but one thing that no one has even said this to me yet. No one has brought this up. They're like. Uh, Cause no one, I was expecting someone would say like, Oh, those teaser posts, what did that have to do with pizza? And the whole point was they had nothing to do with pizza. They had nothing <laughs> right. to do with anything. There was nothing that linked them together. I was just making random, just flow of consciousness posts, taking pictures in my phone and just distorting them and just sharing things. So people would be confused. Like what even is this thing? What could that possibly mean? Like, well, we talked about it the last time I was in Nashville and you know, we we were like, okay, we're gonna do all these teaser posts of like like funny like Tim and Eric style videos of pizza leading up to it. And then after I got back home, we started talking about it further, and it was like, no, no, we can't give any indication of what this is before the unboxing videos come out because otherwise, that that would have ruined the surprise. Yeah. Like the yeah. reactions wouldn't have been as good um, because people would have been like, I know it's pizza related. You know, they like mm-hmm. clearly it's pizza related. So that would have like totally, I think we correctly as- assumed that would do- totally erase the magic. So I'm yeah. glad we didn't end up going that we way, even to, though that uh, would have been fun, but still. We, we had to pivot. That's a good, that's a word that <laughs> the 2020s likes a lot. Yes. We had to pivot. I used we had to, the, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just, I was going to say we had, we, we had to, we had to circle back later and pivot. You know, like yeah. it's a as 2020. So I used and we, the, we, um, after we unpacked it, you know, yeah. after we unpacked it. I used a picture of Karen. The, can you did you just catch what he just did? Unpacked. <laughs> Are you referencing Missy Elliott? No. no? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. What? No, I was Never referencing mind. dumb office speak from 2020s. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were uh never mind. The, what is it? The what is the Is it worth it? Can yeah. you work it? I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> come on. Come is on. your fabulous <laughs> fun yet? Yeah. <laughs> one more time. One more time. Is your fabulous <laughs> fun yet? <laughs> okay. That's oh, awesome. I love Missy. I'm, so, I'm so glad that happened. Thank you for that. That um, was wonderful. Oh yeah, but I did. I did take a picture of the um, the hats 
the chef hats. But yes. I got I got a uh, a comment. Uh, Congratulations, because they thought they oh, were no. diapers. Oh no! Because <laughs> we're like something's coming. We're expecting. Right. And they're like babies, <laughs> not babies, not babies. I'm not fat because oh. it's a baby. It's just th- thirteen <laughs> pizzas. <laughs> It's a pizza baby. It's a yeah. pizza um, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, so the box. So, well, Back to the, the box. The, well, well, that was the picture of them all, like, with the bows on it tied up. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't see that comment. I saw the picture, but wow. I, I can see now why someone would think that. Yes, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> we were making a big deal about it as if it was a baby. Yeah. Um, but, but well, it was, it was like, kind of a baby. <laughs> it, it was a well, baby. Well, that's for- true. A many, many good months now, you know? Yes. Yes. And well, and we say, like, Grant and Blake and Karen are going to have a baby. Like, yeah. wait, what? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Weird headline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, anyway, box. Yes. Yeah, so the box. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, ooh, uh, that was spicy. I hit the mic. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, we kind of came up with that pretty quickly pretty quickly and almost everything yeah. that that ended up being in the box was kind of like designed right away it, it just made sense we did the you, yeah, know, you we, blasted we me the pictures like like right like as soon as the concept was rolling it was like boom 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 i, I was like yep we mm-hmm. started figuring out you know what the box should look like karen made the little drawing of you with the pizza um so good we took <laughs> we went and we we actually ordered pizza can you believe it? Um, and we we set up and we took photos. We took uh, set the camera to, like with a timer, and we took a picture of ourselves with the slices of pizza, and and then Karen took those photos and used them to make the box image uh, mm-hmm. that she just drew over us. But um, and that really didn't change. The only thing that we changed was we then later added a, a, an area to write the serial number on it because <clears throat> we kind of didn't right. think about that at first, and then we added the 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 note on the bottom this is not food please do not eat this pedal but other than that the look of the box was completely the same we 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 knew uh, you know we we were going to put crushed red pepper in there we didn't know about the napkin that came at the very end we were sitting there yes. obviously you know because you were there we were uh talking about everything that was going in the pedal and i was like i was like man i know it's got a lot of stuff but like i wish it had like one more thing and mm-hmm. then we kind of like talked like this, that, the other thing, and thought maybe one of those little plastic things, like the table that holds the pizza up, you know, or the box yeah. makes, keeps the box from, keeps the box from hitting the cheese. Yep. Um, the Barbie coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, I looked up like those to see, you know, uh, where you even buy them and what those cost. And then Karen, she's sitting on the couch across me and goes, Oh, what about a napkin? Yep. It was genius. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. it was actually yep. genius without me knowing yeah. because it acts as padding on the inside. Yes. <laughs> so the pedal doesn't like flop around. And not only that, mm-hmm. but when we sent people the the pedal uh unboxing people, the the packages, several of those people opened it up, put on their chef's hat, opened up the box, saw the napkin, and then tucked it into their shirt. Like a handkerchief, mm-hmm. or a handkerchief or whatever. Yep. Yep. We did not expect that to happen. We did not even think about that. So the first video that we either. saw was Eric Marrow's video. 
Mm-hmm. And he shoved it down his shirt, and we just started laughing hysterically. Oh like, gosh. how did we not think about that? This is incredible. It was like, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. The chef's hat and the tucked in thing. It was like <laughs> that. Oh man, the the thumbnails. I mean, it was going to be so good. So <laughs> yes, totally worked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember when when we thought about that when we or when we were discussing that, and that did not cross my mind either at all. So it was yeah, it was Eric's video. I was like, oh accidental perfect like everything else was kind of on purpose perfect but that was like accidentally perfect the the hard thing about the napkin was because the box is a very specific size we couldn't find napkins that would fit the box uh and not have just a bunch of dead space you know like there was really Mm -hmm. small ones that we could have put in there but that's not that wouldn't the joke wouldn't have been you know so yeah we found these linen feel uh, flat, are they called flat? Flat. Napkins. Mm-hmm. So they just come in a big box and they're just stacked up. And so Karen had to fold 500 napkins. We had to, we had to figure out, because we had to, we were like, okay, if we fold it this way in thirds and if we fold it this way in quarters, then it will be the right size for the box. I did wash my yeah. hands prior to doing it in case anybody wanted to actually use it. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> in case you're like, you're da- you're like you're down to your last square of TP, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? I got that linen feel napkin. That'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be, a, yeah, that'd be a, it's a lot better than my junk mail that I have left over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I noticed in uh, uh, Josh Scott opened one on the live stream that uh, on the JH, JHS pedals show or the JHS show, excuse me. Uh, and he was like, oh, and he was like talking about the napkin. He's like. It's one of those napkins. It's like obviously disposable, but it's fancy. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like not one that you throw in the wash. It's not like a china cabinet, you know, type of yeah. thing. But it's like it's a nice napkin. It's a yeah, very nice I, napkin. When they first started making those, I really um, and like a lot of places started using them. I um, I first saw them in um, a hotel bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the first time I saw it too. Then, then like into some fancier restaurants or restaurants restaurants that were trying to be fancy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't always. But yeah, and then <laughs> let's see. So we got, we did the box. We had the or we had the box next, and then what was the? I think simultaneously that's when the circuit was being worked on. I think it, at that time, right? Everything was kind of happening at once, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's actually I have a box of various revisions of different circuits and different boards in the, uh, in, in the closet there a couple feet away from me. <clears throat> um, and so, yeah, we were working on that. And then, like I said, almost most of the visual stuff was really kind of figured out. Um, we did dial it in a little once we got, once we actually, uh, got the, the, the dimensions of the mm-hmm. enclosure. And then once we knew how big the box actually needed to be, and then Karen kind of manipulated her images that she had made to fit everything correctly, but everything was really mostly there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think the unboxing stuff kind of like gradually, cause if, if, if you haven't seen any of the unboxing videos yet, basically we sent everybody a white, uh, shipping box <clears throat> and, um, Inside that white box, they found a uh, like a manila or no, like a, just like a white envelope that uh, said "Open me after unboxing video," and that's the all that's all the embargo information, technical posting information, how to spell our names, blah 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 blah. Um, and then underneath that, 
there were two boxes and they're kind of nestled in some white crinkle paper. And Karen made these labels for them. The, the first box says, open me first. And the second box, uh, the first box is just a white, blank, white pedal box. Um, and that says, open me first. And the second box uh, was actually wrapped in a white wrapping paper. And the reason for that was because that box has the red and white, you know, checkerboard kind of Italian pizza box thing. And we didn't want them to see that and it would give it away right away. So we wrapped that box in, in white wrapping paper, put the labels on each. The first box has a chef's hat in it for them to wear. And the second box, once they opened it, it had, <laughs> you know, uh, the real prize. Um, yeah. I, I hope people were more excited about the pedal than the chef's hat, but you never know. I mean, the chef's yeah. hats are fun. They're good. It's a good, it's a good quality chef's hat. So I did see some, some comments saying like, I don't know what I like better, the pedal or the box. Like, and I, I like, maybe that could be taken in a negative light, but I kind of like, like, no, the box is, that, that's how cool the box is. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> this is, is not a box that, yeah, you're not going to throw this box away most likely. Like, oh yeah, I'm a I, I don't see that being a, people will save that box. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's part of the whole thing. It's, it's just, it's just so magical, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird to have seen it come out after all this time and it kind of it kind of did exactly like as far as making a splash it did exactly what we were shooting for you know we we were hoping we were hoping it would you know kind of take over the internet for a few days uh which is a hard thing to do this day and age like mm -hmm. it's it's difficult to get people all talking about the same thing for more than 30 seconds and uh that's from other pedal people and people in the industry who've seen it come out. Uh, I know you've gotten messages and replies and stuff too, uh, to, to this, uh, same point, but like, we're like, wow, you guys like nailed it. And I was just talking to Wampler about it yesterday. And he's like, this was, a, this was a release. Like, I was like, well, that was another reason why I was so excited to do it with you because sometimes with other collabs I've done, everybody's been great, but sometimes it's like me leading the charge on, that side of things of like, how are we going to release this? How are we going to do it? And uh, I told Brian, I was like, with it, with this, it was just like, Grant and I were talking, I'd be like, yep, yep, yep. Like, yep, uh-huh, yep, that's what we should do. Yep, like it was just like, just being locked in on the same plan without having previously spoken about it, you know? And I, I, well, I think couldn't, couldn't I have think asked for better partners. You obviously, thank you. You obviously, you're a, um, well, so am I. I'm just going to say it. We're social media whores, right? Like, <laughs> and so it, it, it wasn't hard to uh, come to terms with you on a lot of these things. And also, not only that, right. but even as far as the design, as far as the, the entire concept, it was really simple. It was really easy because, um, first of all, it wasn't uh, it wasn't because everything we came up with was like, some incredible thing that you were like, Oh, I love it. It was just because we recreated a pizza box. Like, how are you not going to love that? Like we, we, <laughs> right. we, um, we just basically put us in the place of the generic little mustached Italian man running with the pizza. And, 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 and instead of, you know, some random people on the box, it's Karen and I, you know what I mean? We just, uh, made the thing that looks exactly like the thing we're trying to make. So, mm -hmm. so it wasn't, so, you know, it's, it's not, crazy that you approved all the things that you approved. But people think it's Jesus. I, that's what? Such a, 
on the, the box. On the pizza box? long haired <laughs> and bearded brunette man anywhere in the world, there's going to be some joker that's going to say, oh, you look like Jesus. And it's like. But no, it's Jesus. Where have you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you have you met him? But yeah, yeah. Were you guys hanging out recently? You know, you know I'm pretty exactly sure. What he looks like? I'm pretty sure he was not this ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he would have never convinced anyone of anything if he looked like me. They'd have been like, uh, "Dude, hey, you're not you're freaking ugly. me out." I'm not ugly. I'm not ugly. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not I'm, with an no. ugly person. I'm unique looking. You're beautiful inside and out. <laughs> when I lived in New like York City. When I lived in New York, I'm, <laughs> thank you. When I lived in New York City, people would move away from me when I'd get on the subway. It always hurt my feelings. What? I, I don't know. It, it they happen. did. <laughs> I guess I look crazy. Well, I don't you, know. I have okay. a weird eye. I have a, like, I have a. Grant started trimming his beard recently, like before he did not. And it would just kind of be like uh, Ulysses. That's who it is, right? With the. Or, Ulysses, that's no, um, Grant? Zeus. Or who? What? what? Oh, Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. The okay. big. Yeah. Beard and um and you also, uh, you're I also big. probably smelled bad. <laughs> <laughs> probably smelled like pizza. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> big, <laughs> like, why does this guy smell like grease? Big greasy hairy man <laughs> on the subway. People, it's 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 not funny. People would legitimately move and be scared of me, and I didn't like that. It hurt my feelings, but I also was aware of it. Like, if you're like, if for example, in New York, if you're walking home and it's late at night, and if if I would see you know, like, uh, let's say there's some, uh, lady walking in front of me. I'm going to cross the street to walk. I mean, we're walking the same direction, but I'm going to cross the street just so she's not worried about this ogre man, uh, walking behind <laughs> her. And because I'm just, I always had to think about stuff like that because, um, cause I am kind of a big, kind of scary looking dude. And I don't, I mean, if anyone ever met me, I'm, I'm whatever, like the teddy bear dude, but we're like, <laughs> but yeah, I get it. You know, I, uh, uh, I don't know why people would move from me on the subway though. Cause like there's way sketchier people. Like I'm just like, yeah, a, yeah. yeah. I'm just like a big I was gonna dude say, with a beard. Like, I don't know. You're pretty neutral on the subway. I mean, I've been there enough times at this point. I'm like, uh, that's not, you're not the scariest person on the subway by any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. Like, not even, you're like, definitely not, even not the guy who pees in the corner. No, Not no I just guy. pee right in the middle of the, the train. I'm just, <laughs> I can't make it to the corner. I got to go, guys. That's right. Hey, I ain't got time. I ain't yeah. got time. I'm in a New York state of mind right now. Yeah. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Got to make moves. So. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in this weird, like, other end of the spectrum where I, I think sometimes it's just because I'm oblivious. But, um, like, so one of my friends, he's, he's a lot smaller than me, but he lives around here. And he, he's like, constantly like he's like yeah every time i go to the convenience store you know there's like somebody hassling me like for money or like trying to you know trying to chat chat me up in an aggressive way and like and i'm just like do i put out like a vibe because nobody does that like nobody's like come on man give me some money i just am i just like do i look like somebody who either a doesn't have any money or maybe b just like i don't know what i don't know what it is like people i was like no dude people don't bother me like that like people do not hassle me occasionally occasionally but not at the level that they do him so i don't know maybe i just look mad if you look around sure. if you're kind of like looking around and you're kind of like not focused on where you're going it's like a sheer indication that you you'd be a good subject yeah <clears throat> and if you like make eye contact with yeah. somebody <clears throat> in new york uh, you just kind of like no one looks at each other yeah no one looks at you just kind of like <laughs> you're on your thing and it's not that you don't want to it's just that like nobody 
I mean, even the, like the richest people I know could not even afford to give every single person that they saw a dollar. Like you just, I mean, there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of people asking you for money in New York City. Well, people don't even respond to other people like who they know, like their neighbors or something like that on the subway because you don't want to bother them. You oh, know? yeah. Because like the subway is like time to like clear your mind. You don't want to be like, oh, I'm riding this train for the next 45 well, minutes. Most people don't <laughs> even. your ear off. <laughs> most people won't even like see their neighbor. Because if, you, if you're about to leave your apartment and you hear that your neighbor is about to leave their apartment, you just like stop. You just like <laughs> keep, stay behind the door for like a couple minutes and wait till they've made it out and then. And then you can leave, you know, when it's all clear, you know? But yeah, that's not that's not an experience that I'm used to having, but I do understand now having been there. And also, like, the first time we stayed there, we just stayed on in an Airbnb, and it was just, like, a tiny little, like, fourth floor walk-up. Actually, they did have an elevator. It was old, but they had an ele- they did have an elevator. Um, just, like, right in Manhattan. And it was just, like, we were just, like, roommates with these people in this tiny little apartment for a, a little time. And it was like, oh... This is like legit. Like I'm in the shower and there's like this little window, yeah, little tiny yeah. <laughs> window in the shower. And I'm like, that person over there is showering too. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is, I'm not used to this. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I couldn't really see like anything, but it was just weird to know like, yeah, that, that dude's over there. There's the top of that dude's head showering. <laughs> we're just showering together. Like, I guess that's what we're doing. And it's just totally a normal thing. Right. You know, what's really weird. uh, There's a lot of apartments in New York still that the toilet or shower, sometimes both, is in the kitchen or is in the living room. Oh, yeah. Like a bathtub. In it? Like Like a bathtub in the kitchen. Hanging out. It's there. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. Just from, you know, old, I don't know, like, I guess, early, early, early New York buildings. Huh. No, yeah. this one was definitely separate, but it was right next to the kitchen. So I don't know. Maybe they framed it in. I'm not sure. But. New York's weird. People will live in all sorts of weird, uh, you know, conditions that they that most people would not deal with anywhere outside of New York City. Yeah. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I was friends with uh, I was friends with a girl that um, used to. She worked for the CMJ uh, magazine. I don't know if they CMJ still a thing. I don't even know what college, that is. Mu- college Music Journal, I think is what it stood for. They used to do a big festival every year in New York, which really wasn't like a festival as much as it was just like every venue had shows and they were kind of booked with that in mind. So bands from all around the world come and and play this festival. It used to be really fun. And CMJ Magazine used to send out sampler CDs back in like the, like the early, like late 90s, early 2000s. And, mm-hmm. uh, my friend, Jeremy, his dad had a subscription and we discovered a lot of really great bands that way. Um, cool. but so, uh, we were hanging out one night and went back to her place to grab something. And I had to walk th- through her roommate's area, which I, I, I don't say room. I say area because their rooms, their rooms quote in quotes were separated by hanging sheets. Really? And the weirdest part was... One big room or one small room, probably. There's no big room. It was like a just big open floor plan, and they just had like sheets hanging, separating the different areas. And uh, the weirdest part was that... And this happens a lot in New York. You meet people on Craigslist, and you room up with random strangers. So not only was she living with a stranger that she met on Craigslist, but she was literally only separated by like a, a, a thin 
piece of sheet from this individual that she doesn't even know. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, you're... And that's right. not even People the weirdest really thing you'll see in New York. Like, that's just kind of no, like, huh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah. to live in a railroad-style apartment um, where uh, my roommate would have to walk through my room. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting a roommate, you know, one one time uh, through Craigslist. And she was really nice. She just moved into the back room. But it's very weird having someone walk through your room, like, that you don't really know at all. Right. Yeah. Right. And she kind of sounded like Fran Drescher. Oh. So, um, well. it was, it was interesting. So thankfully, <laughs> thankfully you had walls. We, yeah. we had walls that were very thin. We lived across the air shaft from a guy who sang opera every morning at 6 a.m. So, well, yeah. as you do. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, real quick, real quick, speaking of Fran Drescher, uh, I somehow stumbled upon, uh, I guess like in the Explorer feed or something. I don't even know what I, whatever, how I found this, but, uh, there's an account on Instagram that is like, like, remember I was showing you all her outfits? Yeah. I forget what it's called, but there's like an account on Instagram. I might've even followed them, but it's just like f- outfits of the nanny. And then like, <laughs> and then those actual, uh, articles of clothing and actually who made them and, <laughs> you know, from what line they were from. And (laughs) it's insane. Like there was every single outfit that they were, that, you know, they got for that show was like super high end, super like ridiculous fashion. Um, you know, if you take them apart, they look awesome. Like the, the different pieces of her outfit, when you put them all together chaotically, they look they look like a crazy person. It was very over the it, top, but yeah, um. <laughs> she's wearing like a, like a like a like a wearing like a nine thousand dollar scarf and like a and like and it's like so they really hit the. I mean, she did in the show was the nanny for a very wealthy family, and uh, the Sheffields apparently they paid her much better than I would think a, a typical nanny, nanny? Would get paid because. Yeah. She was dripping, man. Like everything was just like <laughs> she was uh, killing it. And and it's funny, like because it'll be like these boots, like six thousand dollars. This handbag she has four thousand dollars. This wow. this hair accessory. I'm like she's wearing a forty thousand dollar outfit every episode of the show. It's pretty wild. That's I, the whole time you're talking about this. I'm thinking like there's an account dedicated to this. Meaning there's somebody who has sat there and dissected every single detail around the the nanny and i'm thinking like i'm sitting here thinking that's pretty weird but then i then i had to be like no it isn't we just spent 20 months making a guitar <laughs> pedal into a shape of a piece of pizza <laughs> who, who, are so, we to, who am i to judge what so, am i talking about yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a buddy of ours gunner olsen incredible drummer um session drummer and uh, live drummer for many bands. Most recently, he uh, pl- has been playing with Pussifer. And, um, oh, wow. But, I mean, he's played with Bruce Springsteen. He's played with Miley Cyrus. He's played with, I mean, I think I just saw, uh, who was it? I think Matchbox 20. He was in the studio with them. And he's played with the Goo Goo Dolls, I think. And just like, I mean, he's like, he's, if you want a killer, killer drummer that's going to play the damn song and not like, you know, show off a lot. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. there's nobody better than Gunnar Olsen. Uh, but he shared this, uh, Instagram account one day and I'm not sure if he's associated with it at all or if he was just enjoying it, but I did follow them. I thought it was funny. It's called famous Zestimates. 
And so it is, uh, I guess a Zestimate is the um, Zillow estimate, right? Yes. And so this is an account that shares photos of properties used in famous movies or shows and the actual house and the actual address and the actual estimate of what that house is worth. Oh, that's fun. So it's super, fun. super fun. I mean, like, uh, here's, uh, the house from the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I don't know what that is. It sounds like a horror movie. Uh, uh, here's the, here's the groundhog day house. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, the, and which is a uh, $781,000 and, uh, $200. It's in Woodstock, Illinois. Uh, Here's the Truman Show house in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. That's $3 million. Whoa. I, th- I thought this is, that's funny, man. Somebody like is sitting there looking up these properties from, from movies. So, you know, Instagram's fun. Everybody, everybody has their thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, I know there's people that think we have legit lost our minds. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was fun. I'm glad it's finally out there in the world. And it feels, it feels good feels good to yeah. like have it be a thing and people are really enjoying it it's brought a lot of it's brought a lot of smiles and that's what i that's what i think i like the best about it is people people are really like obviously we talk there's some crusty people but there there's nothing you can do for those folks if you don't think that this is fun then what am i i can't do anything for you you know that was the best part is that it's just fun mm-hmm. like taking it back to the Pizza, pizza parties, you know, from when you're a kid mm-hmm. and life was easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I still remember. Yeah, there was the, no pandemic. <laughs> the Land Before Time, when I was a kid. Absolutely. Our VHS tape of The Land Before Time had a Pizza Hut commercial before it. Yes. And it was. Mine too. It, it was like they were like a pizza party with all the kids and whatever. And it was like the commercial. Like you wouldn't skip that commercial. Like that's a, like you're going to watch that. Like the. A hundred percent. What did they, what were they called? Uh, before a movie, what, what did you call them? Uh, Not a commercial. Uh, previews. 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 Previews, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like the best preview. Usually, you know, in a VHS tape, you could fast forward through that stuff, but you're like, you would never skip the Pizza Hut commercial. That's a great, like they, 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 they uh, nailed the marketing on that. Like it's actually, it seemed fun and made you want to watch it because you were part of the, like part of the party, you know, part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's back when Pizza Hut was Pizza Hut, not whatever it is. Are you has ordering pizza right now? Yeah, I am. We <laughs> <laughs> keep talking about it. I can't. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. On on pod, we are we are experiencing Karen ordering a pizza. Well, there goes my diet. Shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's just well, so good, you know. I do know. I do. I do. I do. Well, you know, I think that was a pretty good overview. We didn't get into all the nitty gritty details because I think, you know, I mean, we talked, we, there was different saturation levels on the, that, that you guys were looking at. There was different, like everything, but I feel like people get the, they get the point. Like it was a huge undertaking. It was a huge labor of love that may not be uh, apparent just at first glance. But there, this was a massive effort. There was uh, how many different companies were involved in this? Uh, it was so Rude Tech, five or six. Mythos yeah. pedals, mm-hmm. Big Ear pedals, uh, Tone Mob, Tone Mob, F Five Metalworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If we're counting the enclosure company that made the enclosures, Hamilton, uh, 
Hamilton Steel or Metalcraft. They're called Hamilton mm-hmm. Metalcraft. Uh, of course, NY Pie from Nashville, where we got yep. the pizza. So that's seven. Um, the boxes are from. Uh, I can't remember that. Well, name. that's not really. I mean, anybody could make the box, but but, um, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a it was a massive group effort though, with like people yeah. coming together and and then a bunch of people helping, to do yeah, and just testing and and giving their opinion. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Blair from Eastside Music Supply uh, got to play a very early, early version, and um, Matt Hoops, 1981 mm-hmm. Inventions, um, a wall. A wall pedals. Mm-hmm. I mentioned him yep. earlier, but he he uh, he definitely he's been helped. helping, and he's been helping build. Oh, and them. then be, <laughs> and then behind the scenes, Trey from Retroactive uh, Effects mm-hmm. has been helping build, and Jesse again from Rude Tech not only did the enclosure but has been helping build. Um, yep. So I know yeah, Andy Pitcher lo- le- le- did some uh, some testing with A wall. Oh yeah, uh, he worked. Yep. So he he works at Stringjoy now, but he also does his own independent stuff as well. So there was just a so lot of people like, coming together to, yeah. you know, you know, what's the, um, what's the story about the, is it chicken little? Is it, no, that, is that the one that the sky's falling? What's the one That's where like, falling. if you don't help bake the bread, you can't have the bread. What's that one? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, the, like, some, like there's like a particular about. animal and they're like trying it to make... Was a, it was a hen. It was a hen. It was, it was something... a hen oh. and it was making bread. She was and making bread right. and like, she but nobody wanted to help grind. Nobody wanted to help grind the, the, grind the wheat. The flour. Nobody wanted to help do this. Nobody wanted to help do this. And she did would she ask... Did say the weed? The, the wheat. wheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hen, the hen did not want to grind the cannabis. No, she didn't want to. She preferred just large, chunky buds. But... or Or maybe... Maybe all of the people around her were grinding the cannabis. That's why they didn't want to help. They were too, yeah, they were too tired. Um, but no, so the thing is, is that, and the reason I bring that up is like, so like, you know, she was saying, uh, you know, I need help with this. I need help with that. I need help with this. And then nobody wanted to help. And then whenever the bread was made after she did all the work, everybody's like, can I have a piece of bread? Can I have a piece of bread? Can I have a piece of bread? And I think I recall that she kind of was like, well, you didn't help make the bread, you know, whatever. But then ultimately was like, but you're good. Have some bread, right? But in this case, every single person, every step of the way, helped make this bread. And mm-hmm. so we can all share in that bread together. That's right. This pizza. Pizza. It's, it's not pizza bread, bread in our case. It is It pizza. is dough, crust. What do you call the crust? Is it crust? Because I think of I crust as when someone says, Karen eats the crust, she always says, save the crust for me, right? That's just the... The dry back part, end. the backside yeah. that has no sauce. <laughs> what do you call the bread that is the whole that makes up the whole under? Well, I think pizza. I think we te- we technically I think it's technically crust because you got thick crust, thin crust, you know, and that that does include the underneath yeah. layer. So I think the whole thing is technically the crust. And you'll hear people say like the crust has to be amazing or the pizza is not going to yeah. be amazing. And but they see, that's confusing then. But, well, it is a little bit. Because but. if she says, save the crust for me, what am I supposed to do? Just take off the cheese and sauce and give her the whole thing? <laughs> I mean, if that's what she wants. I do like You know, that do what too. she wants. I'll just like lick, <laughs> lick all the sauce off the, uh, and then here you go. Gross. Here you go. Well, I'm not wasting that here sauce. You- if you just need the crust, you can have the crust. But I'm, I'm, I'm eating that sauce. And on that bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, do you uh, have anything you want to leave the people with before we uh, hop over to Patreon and hopefully get to listen to a British man? 
I'll say something, and then if you have anything you want to say, I just want to say this. Um, thank you, Blake. This is really fun. Thank you for having us on the show. Thank you for being our collaborator on this project uh, and um, for all the, the good times we've had over the years. If anybody out there uh, uh, isn't already annoyed with us and wants to keep up with us and up, uh, up with what we're, what we're doing, you can find us anywhere on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. at Big Ear Pedals, B-I-G-E-A-R-P-E-D-A-L-S on the Instagram, on TikTok, on other places, Twitter, whatever. Um, yeah, find us and come yeah. talk to us. We do actually, uh, we're not just like a company on there. Like a lot of people, uh, especially on TikTok, people, people bring that up to me often. They're like, you're like the only company that isn't like just trying to sell me. Like you're like mm-hmm. making actual entertaining, funny, you know, uh, content, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm not saying come, come follow our page so we can market to you. I'm saying come follow our page so we can hang out with you and, uh, then you can be part of our community. So. Absolutely. Oh, and we probably should say we, the, the pizza, the, the pizza party. I can't believe we blew right by that every Friday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Every Friday you guys are giving away a hundred dollar pizza party for the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and so maybe even sure longer. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so that's another reason to find our Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. And also the Tone Mob. If you're not following the Tone Mob, I assume you probably are if you're a listener of this podcast, but we will make a post next, uh, or well, this Friday, if this comes out Monday. Yep. Uh, yep. We just did one the other day and uh, a guy named... Matty Matt Kimes. Matt Kimes yep. one. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, he gave me his his preferred pizza place, and I called them and explained the whole situation. They put me on the phone with the manager because it was a little weird, I guess, and then they had no <laughs> issue. I gave him my credit card number and left him a $100 gift certificate, so I guess he's going to get it and eat pizza tonight. There you go. Pizza so come party. to the Instagram, and all you have to do is just make a comment on this post. We don't. We're not asking you to follow us. We're not asking you to tag any friends. We're not asking you to do any stupid stuff like that. Just like literally comment, just so we have, so we can click your name if you're, you know. Um, it's actually kind of funny. I, I'll say this. I don't know if I told you this. I just kind of like was scrolling, and and just tapped a name right. And mm-hmm. the reason that that Matt Kimes guy won, you're gonna, was, you're gonna blow him up. Well, it's not a big deal. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not mad. He probably doesn't even realize this because uh, we could have been using some uh, random number generator to check the uh, to test it like we or to pick like we have done with big giveaways in the past. But anyway, so I just like had my eyes closed and just tapped the screen, and it just so happens that he wrote almost like a book as his comment. So it was a very long comment with a lot of text, and he tagged a lot of pizza places, and and so it just so happened that I clicked his because there was like nothing else to click but his that on that in that in that part of the screen and i hey i can't be mad i've that's a hack i never thought of it so if you're ever in a uh that's the hack people out there if you're listening if you're ever in a giveaway where somebody's going to be scrolling and tapping just write your whole life story in that comment and maybe and maybe you'll get it <laughs> now everybody's comment section is going to be 400 miles long <laughs> <laughs> but that's good right that's good then like you're getting then you're getting good engagement you can like read these stories you can meet your people and know a lot about them it will be fun it will be fun to learn more about like who's out there. And that's why like, I did a post today because through all this, I got a bunch of new followers. And I was just like, you probably have no idea who I am because you're you're here because you just heard about this pedal. So here I am. I talk about pizza and guitar pedals on the internet. Go check out the podcast. And, you know, it's just like I do. Why I like this stuff is for the, like, the actual connections. And actually, you know, I like people. So like finding out more about the people who 
are engaging with you is interesting to me because um, most of the hey, time they're really cool. Do you have anything? Because I talked there for a long time. Oh, my thing was what Blake had brought up. So um, I, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll have pizza in a second. <laughs> Okay. But. <laughs> that's so that's Karen's last thought. She's just thinking about pizza. I, I'm hungry. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this thing up. What do you say? Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Blake. Of course. It's been great. Of course. All right. For Grant and Karen, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. There you have it, folks. There it is. There is the backstory to the slice of pie. I hope this was a Cool thing to hear about. I like pulling back the curtain and letting people, you know, kind of into the nitty gritty. Like, this is the stuff you don't hear about with product development and things that, you know, you wake up one day and there's a new pedal out. But how did it get there? Like, what were the steps that that were required to get it to not only the point where it fits the vision and it exists in the way that you intended it to, but also just getting people to be aware that it exists at all. That's its own whole unique challenge. And hopefully this conversation helped illustrate how much love went into this thing. It is just entirely a passion project. And I know it's probably a silly one. And I think I addressed that a few times on the podcast itself. But it's something we really, really care about. We really, really enjoy the whole culture around pizza and the whole culture around pedals. And it seems like a perfect marriage both to myself and to the Big Gear team. And I hope that came through. This is all coming from a very genuine place. So anyway, uh, we had an epic talk on Patreon. <laughs> it was It was great. We dove into some fairly serious stuff that's not related to the creation of the pedal, just more of personal experiences and some things we hadn't really talked about before. And uh, yeah, Otto was a really great conversation. If you would like that and all of the other conversations I have, they're available over on patreon.com slash tone mob. Or if you're an Apple subscriber person, you can subscribe to the premium content in Apple and it will be available there as well. So Thank you so much to everybody who supported this release in any way, whether you shared it, talked about it, posted it in a forum, bought one yourself, whatever the case may be. It helps out immensely. We're both tiny organizations. In fact, Tone Mob obviously is just me and Big Gear is just Grant and Karen. So while we did have a lot of outside help from other people, this is as small as it gets. We're, we're itty bitty over here. So anything you can do to help out is amazing. So thank you to everybody who has interacted. And please don't forget about the pizza parties that we are throwing. I know we kind of plugged it real briefly there at the end of the episode. But if you follow Big Ear Pedals or the Tone Mob, you will see for the next at least month, there will be a $100 pizza party giveaway every Friday. And all you have to do is comment on the post. You don't have to do anything crazy. You just comment on the post and boom, you are automatically entered. This is only for U.S. residents for all kinds of logistical and technical and tax reasons. So I apologize for that. But Big Ear is giving away those pizza parties. So 
let's have fun. Let's have as much fun as possible with it. This is what this release is about. It's about fun. So let's have a good time. And I will talk to you further on the internet. Thank you. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is ToneMob.com Stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.